This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now, if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how you can get a very special set of Bible scripture cards, hand-selected by Pastor Rick to bolster your sense of gratitude and increase your happiness. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part two of a message called, When Others Keep Setting You Back. Now, the fourth setback that Joseph experienced is this, losing your identity. You know, being secretly sold and taken away to a foreign country is going to erase Joseph's identity. Back home, everybody's going to think he's dead. People are going to mourn him. And and in their minds, Joseph no longer exists. In their minds, his life is over. The Joseph they know is gone. His identity has been erased. Verse 31 to 35 says this, then the brothers took Joseph's robe the bedazzled one, and they slaughtered a goat, and they dipped the robe in blood. This is quite a system here. And then they took the robe back to their father and said, now we found this coat. Does it belong to your son? Now notice they didn't say, does it belong to our brother? It's your son, not our brother. Does it belong to your son? And Jacob recognized it and cried out, yes, yes. Some wild animal must have killed Joseph and torn him to pieces. Then Jacob sobbed. He sobbed for a long time. And everybody tried to comfort him. And he said, I'll grieve this loss until the day I die. You know, uh, this next setback may be one that some of you have had. You've had your identity stolen from you. And you're still grieving about it. You you, you lost your identity when when, uh, the divorce happened. You lost your identity as a husband. You lost your identity as a wife. Uh, You lost your identity as a father. You lost your identity as a mother. You lost your job. You lost your identity as a CEO or as a small business owner. Something that you found your identity in was taken from you. And you're never going to get it back. I'm I'm sorry. As your pastor who loves you, I'm sorry. That is a big setback. But the setback does not have to be the end of the story. And as we've seen over and over again in this series with different people, now we're seeing with Joseph, that is not the end of the story. Joseph is going to be given a brand new identity and even better identity. Now, here's the fifth setback that Joseph faced, being forced to take a job you don't want. (laughs) Many of you know that one. You couldn't find the job you wanted, and you've had to take a job and settle for less than the best. You know, in a matter of days, Joseph goes from being a pampered son in his father's home to being a slave in somebody else's home. He's now doing work he never expected to do. He's now spending his days in ways he never expected in a foreign country. He's, he's an immigrant. He's an indentured slave. Verse 39 says this, Meanwhile in Egypt, the traders sold Joseph to be a slave of Potiphar, a man who was an officer of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Now, 
It may be that right now some of you are in a job that you really don't want to do. You don't like to do. You wish you didn't have to do. You wish you were doing something somewhere else. And the job you're in right now feels like slave labor. It feels demeaning. It's not what you used to be doing. And it feels like a setback. And many of you probably can identify with Joseph and how he felt. He's going, I, I, I didn't sign up for this. But you know, whatever Joseph did and wherever he went, he did the best he could with what he had for Jesus Christ, for God. He served with a whole heart. And he did the best he could trying to honor God with good work and good character. In fact, in this case, he takes demeaning work, the work of a slave, and he gave it meaning. He took demeaning work and gave it meaning. How? By doing it for God instead of for a human master. He, he saw God as his boss, not, uh, not humans as his boss. And he took every task with the attitude of, I'm going to do this for God. And so his excellence stood out, and he actually started getting promoted by his master. But his boss's wife had other plans, and that leads us to the sixth setback. And the sixth setback in Joseph's life was being punished for doing the right thing. Being punished for doing the right thing. Some of you had this happen to you. You know, sometimes we have problems because we did the wrong thing, and we brought the problem on ourselves. But there are other times where we have problems for doing the right thing, and that's what happened to Joseph. He's falsely accused, actually, of rape. You know, these days, I'm, I'm grateful for the Me Too movement that's shining a light on sexual assault and sexual abuse and sexual harassment because these are real issues, and they need to be stopped. They need to be brought out in the light. And Saddleback has always been a defender of the defenseless. Unfortunately, this is not a new problem. It's been around since the beginning of time. And in Genesis 39, it says there in verses, I think, 18 and 19, now Joseph was well-built. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Joseph was well-built and very handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice. Hmm. She says, he's well-built and handsome. And she began to lust for him. And she begged Joseph, come to bed with me. But Joseph refused, saying, how could I do such an evil thing and sin against God and my master? That's integrity. And though she tempted Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be alone with her. Hmm. He's setting the parameters in his life. He wouldn't even be alone with her. But one day, when Joseph was working inside the house, none of the household servants were inside, so Potiphar's wife came up behind him and grabbed Joseph by his tunic, demanding, sleep with me right now. But Joseph resisted, and he wriggled out of his tunic and ran outside. I mean, he's running. Now, when she saw that she still had his tunic in her hand, she just made up this story for the other servants. Look, the Hebrew slave tried to assault me, but I screamed. She did no such thing. So he ran out of the house, but he left his tunic here. And when her husband came home, she gave him the same story. Now, Potiphar, his boss, burned with anger when he heard his wife's accusations. And he arrested Joseph on the spot and dragged him off and threw him into the king's prison. Oh, wow. He's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing but serve his master. He's shown integrity. He's done the right thing. And now he gets thrown into prison. It, it, Joseph's life for 13 years is going down, 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 one setback after another. He goes from the pit 
to the traders, to Egypt, to slavery, and now he's in prison. That's, that's not what you call upward mobility. He's having one setback to another. None of these are his fault. What do you do when the setbacks are being caused by other people? Every one of these setbacks in his life, he didn't cause. Every one of these setbacks in his life were caused by somebody else who was out to get him. There was one more that happened. So this last setback that Joseph faced is being forgotten by people that you have helped. Now, this has probably happened to you too, being forgotten by people you've helped. Joseph gets thrown into prison, and in prison he starts serving God by serving others in prison, you know, having integrity, having humility, serving with uh, uh, honor, and he quickly gets promoted to being the top prisoner in the prison. Uh, and while he's there, he meets a couple of guys from Pharaoh's court who've been thrown in prison, a wine steward and a baker who are both from uh, a personal assistance to Pharaoh. And uh, to make a story short, he interprets a couple dreams. He gets, gets to know these two guys. And, uh, and when he interprets a dream, uh, Joseph says this to, to one of them. Joseph said to the king's wine steward, when you are freed from prison and you are restored to your position with Pharaoh, please show kindness to me, because he had shown kindness to this guy. Please show kindness to me and remember to mention me to the king so I too can get out of this prison. I was forcibly kidnapped from my homeland, and now I'm stuck in this prison, even though I've done nothing to deserve this. But the wine steward never gave Joseph another thought. He forgot all about him. Now that's the last, that's the kicker. He just totally forgets. So Joseph is left to rot in prison. Even after he's helped a guy, he didn't need to help but uh, this guy forgets him. You have helped people in your life and they've forgotten that. And when you needed help, they didn't help you back. One setback after another. I'm sure you've identified with one or more of these seven setbacks. Most of these and all of them combined would have made anybody probably just give up. But Joseph didn't give up on his dream. God had told him he was gonna do great things with his life. God had told him he was gonna make a difference with his life, and he just kept on keeping on. What made Joseph so resilient? What kept him going? How did he not give up for the comeback? Well, he did three things. I can share them with you really fast. Write these down, because these are the three things you need to do. No matter what life throws at you, which of these seven setbacks we've looked at in Joseph's life or any of the others we've looked at in the previous weeks. Joseph did three things that kept him going, that kept him resilient, that kept him keeping on until God turned the tide and brought him to the top position. Number one, here's the first thing that made him resilient. Joseph depended on God's presence no matter where he was. He depended on God's presence no matter where he was. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive hope and encouragement every day delivered right to your inbox, then sign up for Rick's free daily devotional by going to PastorRick.com right now. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, do you want to be happier, healthier, and more resistant to stress? then you need to develop an attitude of gratitude. In fact, the Bible says we're to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. But it can be difficult to feel grateful. So to help you, 
Pastor Rick hand-selected 52 verses to bolster your sense of gratitude and increase your happiness. This set of beautifully designed cards will help you memorize Scripture so you can recall God's Word when you need it most. You can also use them to minister to others. Give one to a friend and write a personalized note of encouragement on the back. If a scripture really speaks to you, frame it. Put them in places where you can read them during the day for encouragement. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to a world in need, we'll send you the Gratitude Scripture Card set to say thanks. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. There's only two days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Here's Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Friends, today I want to share a letter from Dawn. She almost lost everything in a tragic car accident, but I want you to listen to how God worked in her life. She says, Pastor Rick, I was involved in a head-on collision on my way to work. I could not go to work for three months due to this accident. And because of this, I was terminated from my job. After months of not working, I was completely out of money and food, and my faith was beginning to get very, very thin. Now, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, I began to contemplate suicide. And I wondered if, I, if that maybe that would solve everything. And although I contemplated it, I continued to read and study my Bible every day. And then you started your series called Seeking God for a Breakthrough. And I honestly thought, Rick, that you were talking directly to me. I wondered how you, having never met me, could know what I exactly needed at that moment. I want to deeply thank you and God for this series because with tears rolling down my face, I prayed the prayer of commitment and dedicated my life to Jesus Christ. I had not felt such relief in such a long time. It was your teaching and the guidance in the Daily Hope podcast that has been a tremendous help to me. Wow. Thank you for writing, Don. I'm so sorry that you had to go through such a hard time, but I love the fact that you found hope and you found relief in listening to God's word on Daily Hope. You know, maybe you know someone today whose faith, like Dawn's faith, is very thin. Tell them about these Daily Hope messages. Please tell them. It may be the most important thing you do for somebody. The simple act of encouraging someone to listen to solid biblical teaching can help them start their journey back to God. You can make the difference for eternity. If you'd like to bless Pastor Rick by letting him know how much this broadcast has helped you, please send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.